You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue our ongoing coverage of Lost, the TV show. We're not just covering things that are not found. Um, well, maybe we sort of are. Uh, but we are into the second season. We've made it. We've gotten over the first season. We're here for the second one. You thought the first season was filled with mysteries and unanswered questions. We're at the second season, and that happens in this season too. Um, the premiere episode, Man of Science, Man of Faith. It's a sexist episode. They don't care about the women in this episode. They don't care if women are of science or if women have faith. It's all about the men. Uh, clearly, 2005 was a sexist time in society. Uh, it was written by Mr. Damon Lindelof and directed by Jack Bender. Uh, I hope he went to Alcoholics Anonymous and got that sorted. I'm not too sure. Uh, but we're here to get into this and the jokes are already falling flat. My name is Ben and usually you're Mr. <laughs> That's directed at me because I usually am. But anyway. <laughs> I did not hear a word you said. You were laughing through it. So I, I'm glad that you amused yourself. But the rest of us have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Noah, and you're you're yanking my chain, right? Yes, I am. Um, Not the first time you've done that. I like to yank your chain, Noah. You know what I like. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had such a, a an in depth first season, uh, such an iconic season of television, and here we are into the second season, which like. Again, I I'm not I sound like I may be being condescending towards this season. I <laughs> I, I like this season. I don't know why I'm sounding like but a dick. Your hidden bigness <laughs> towards season two of life. Um, no, but I I mean I I don't dislike season two. I, I guess kind of from my perspective, I think it's it's got some great stuff. I mean, we you know, we're only a few episodes away from obviously meeting a whole bunch of new people. Um, I mean, it's seriously lacking Boone though. So I mean, we get one <laughs> appearance of Boone. Do we not this entire season? Um, but yeah, I, I, this is a, this is a great way to start this season. Uh, obviously we're, we're dying to know what happened with the raft. I'm not going to find out anything to do with that this episode. Uh, but we find a little bit about the hatch. Uh, and we meet probably one of the, uh, the biggest characters I've lost. One of the, um, I think he's a fan favorite. I mean, he's, he's part of probably yeah, yeah, the, sure. he's, he's part of arguably the co or just second most greatest love story on this entire show. Um, I'm talking of Desmond, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a, a, a solid episode. No, what's your take and, and what's the general vibe of season two amongst the Lost fan community? Yeah, well, I was always high on season two. I was always a big fan of it. Um, and then I kind of read that a lot of people didn't really like season two and it made me kind of look at it in a different light. And then I was like, oh, maybe season two is not that great. Um, but every time I watch it, I always really enjoy season two. Um, so I think it's mixed opinions from people. Um, like I've mentioned before, while we've been doing these podcasts, I've been kind of every now and then watching a random episode. And I found that a lot of the time I'm going to season two to watch these random episodes. So there's, it's kind of the case of the difficult second season. The, like If your first season's a hit for a show, it's always hard to kind of keep going with that. Um I think it, it delivers for the most part. Light season one, it's too long, so there's a lot in the middle that kind of drags and is drawn out. But I think these first like eight episodes, I really like this stretch of episodes with um, everything that will happen with the hatch and then the tailies coming up. So uh, I think it's a mixed opinion. Season one, almost universally loved. Season two is mixed, which I think is fair. 
Um, but what a great way to start off a season, though. Uh, this episode is fantastic. Um, not just a great hour of loss, but a great hour of television. And yeah. I think it's uh, one of one of Jack's most important episodes in terms of his story arc and character arc in terms of uh, being the man of science or the man of faith. And I love how the flashback weaves in with the island stuff. Um, and just we'll get to the opening scene, but oh, my God. Um, and, you know, what a way to start it off, regardless of what you think of season two. This really starts with a bang. And, yeah, we're missing the raft, but we'll get that episode two. This is straight in with the hatch and... You know, it goes by so quickly, this episode, and, yeah, I can only really say good things about this one. I think it's a great way to kick off the season and really feels like I'm glad we took a bit of time off between doing the finale and this. I mean, we do one episode every week, of course, but um, I'm glad we took a little bit of time off to really start the season again. But this is, like, seamless. Like, this is one of those shows where there's barely any time jumps. The shows pick up from the get-go and this just seems seamless like all the characters the hair and the clothes and just it feels like just the next episode like there's been no time in the production schedule so, yeah no yeah, I, it's I, really I, cool. I'd agree with that and I mean it's, it's interesting kind of the three main shows obviously that we're covering sort of as in older shows not talking about sort of current shows here on the Oz Network but um you know between this Nip Tuck and Third Watch it's with Nip Tuck and Third Watch in particular both of those um, I would argue had the stronger second season. Um, that the second season was, you know, the first season was the of both shows were still great, but I would argue on both of those that the second season was a much better season. So it's kind of interesting to kind of come into this sort of maybe the opposite around that the first season's a lot more complete than season two. We might discover that not, might not be the case. We might um, obviously have differing opinions of that. We're not necessarily the voice of all Lost fans, um, but. Um, can I just also point out that at the time of recording this, and this will really date this episode in terms of how much of a time gap it is between what I'm about to say in between when this has been released, uh, we got our first comment on a lost episode on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. so, um, <laughs> Season 2, episode 1. And yet this was uh, based on an episode that, to really date this, that we posted uh, of Season 1, Episode 5, I believe. Uh, no, episode 6, sorry. House of House of the Rising Sun. That's how far we are in a difference in between releasing and episodes. Uh, to Adam Gray, who said, loving these podcasts. That's it. So, thanks, Adam. The Adam Gray. <laughs> the Adam Gray, our one fan. Uh, thanks, Adam. So, thanks, Adam. Mr. Gray. We're loving you, um, too. <laughs> I do have to say, we're talking about jumping between seasons. I only have one nitpick of this entire episode. I think it's an almost perfect episode. It's not the best episode lost, but just there's a few flaws in it. The only one I picked up on, and I've never picked up on this before until watching it for this umpteenth time, is... I think there was a bit too much because we're still in the early days of ongoing storylines in TV shows. Like this is kind of the beginning of now every TV show. There's barely any of the week type episodes like yeah. the past, but but this was early days and this picks up directly from where it left off. And I feel like there was a bit too much of like in the script, like lock. Oh yeah. But that's because remember we went to the black rock, which yeah, was a the ship dropping yeah. jungle. Yeah. And then we were chased by a black smoke. You saw that too. Then Hurley like, Oh, and there was those numbers and Oh, four of us left on a raft and <laughs> they're off trying to get rescued. I've never noticed it before, but I picked up on, and I understand why they did it, but 
Yeah. It did get to me a little bit. I thought it was a bit too much watching it. Remember the plane crash of Oceanic yeah. Flood? <laughs> My name is John Locke. Oh, hello. I'm Hurley. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I'm the fat side of comedy Nick. relief, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I was in a psych war. Yeah. You were in a psych war? <laughs> um, and just quickly, this oh, is... Uh, I know we're obviously jumping ahead in terms of our review part, but just uh, kind of before we get into this, the 13th greatest episode of Lost, according to IMDb user ratings. Uh, so there uh, you go. Also, just... this was the most watched ever episode lost. I said that whatever the case may be was, and I have no idea where I got that from. I was just pulling stuff out of my ass. I was a man of faith for that. Um, <laughs> but man of science, this is the most watched episode during its airing. So, yeah, from here on out, it's downhill. And this is the second highest rated uh, season two episode, according to our IMDb users. The highest Let rated... The other one. No. Uh... You gonna guess? I said, Let me guess the other one. <laughs> no, <laughs> you cannot guess. <laughs> uh, give me, give me two chances. Is it "Live Together, Die Alone"? Yes, and according oh. to IMDb, that is the third greatest episode of Lost in the history of Lost. So, um, yeah, that's the. We're still a long way away from that. Anyway, um, now I've got a couple of proposals here for you, Noah Grows. We didn't discuss these in our pre-production meeting. In the way that we can do this, because. I feel, I think, to kind of recap this, we can do our usual where we kind of separate the flashback with the island stuff, but I might argue we should go with island stuff first rather than flashback, or this is maybe an episode where we lump them, we do it in order and, you know, of what the episode is. I, I'm leaving that open to you. What do you think is the appropriate way to recap this episode? Um... Yeah, I mean, we could do island stuff first. That could be interesting. I just, just I think island season. Why not? We've never no, done I, that I just before. think I think this warrants island stuff first with the opening of the episode. I, I yeah, kind well, of just... it, it needs to be said that the flashback. This may be one of the best simultaneous flashback island stories going on. The way it weaves together in not an obvious way and how everything draws together. I think it may be at least top five, top ten. Well, of flashback that... island stories working together. On that, let's. I think. Well, then let's keep it in order. We'll, we'll go through the order then, because I, I, I agree. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's. It's. I agree with that. I think it kind of works seamlessly with with each other, and uh, and then I. I don't know. Like, <laughs> final vote. Snower grows. What are we doing? <laughs> All right. Let's just go through the episode. Okay. All right. Cool. So uh, they're on a plane and it crashes. Um, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> This is, I mean, this is kind of a trope now of Lost, isn't it, moving forward, that we'll have this sort of red herring opening that we kind mm. of are assuming it's something else, uh, but it's not. Is it, is it the next next season is the downtown one, or is that season four? Yeah. I love, that is no. probably, that's probably my favourite opening. I love the downtown opening. Um, but we get here, so we get an eye opening, we don't know who it is, um, we, we get entering of numbers, and what's this song Make your own kind of music. Make your own kind. Just blew out. Gotta um, love this. Copyright <laughs> budget there. Um, who is it? Uh, no, no, Mama Cass. Mama, oh, Mama Cass. Of course it is. Love Mama Cass. Um, should have lasted longer in Second Chances. Um, but we, yeah, he's playing it. I love how, like, on, we'll notice that they love old music and Lost in the Dharma Initiative. Um, they just never get updated, their music. Stuck in the what is this? Fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, seventies. Nineteen sixty-nine, to be precise. You're one year off. Um, <laughs> just quickly looked at that. Um, so yeah, we got a guy. He's washing the dishes. He's doing his exercises. 
Um, he's got fresh fruit. Is that ever explained? Like, or is that just meant to be tinned fruit? Because it looks fresh I think it's to me. Tinned fruit. Okay, well, <laughs> he's growing his own. What are they like raspberries or something like that? We get a brief uh, glimpse of the Dharma logo. It's the first time we'll see that. Um, and then we hear a bang. Uh, the record skips. He gets his gun. He's got this weird little telescope, little contraption, which, uh, you know, the the way the mirror bounces. Do we ever see that again, or do we only see that in, like, the first couple of episodes? Yeah, I don't think it's really ever a thing. Yeah, I, I think it's cool the way it works out, and kind of the way these mirrors are bouncing off each other is adjusting it. It then sort of zooms all the way through this kind of tunnel system, and then we pan all the way up to the top. And what is it? It's the top of the hatch. It's Jack and Locke. They're still there. They've been waiting for five months for this show to start again so that they could look like this again. Lost. It's the opening. Uh, it's a great start. Like, I just, oh I love the way, I love the way seasons will premiere and the way they will kind of continue to do this moving forward. This is so perfect. Like, this will definitely make our top five, um, maybe even the top ten. It's like one of the most iconic scenes of Lost ever and, it's so fantastic because you're watching this, and yeah, now we're used to the fake outs. But you're watching this at the time, you're like, "Oh, this kind of looks I remember retro." It first time, I remember the first yeah. time watching this. And you're like, "Is this a like? Who is this? Is this like Locke in the seventies or something <laughs> with long hair? Is this Sawyer? Like, it kind of looks like an apartment. Is it like New York or something?" Um, and you're just like, "What is going on?" Like from the get go, you're like, "No idea what is happening here." And then the holy shit moment of, oh, my God, this is the hatch. We've just seen what is it. Because, again, if you binge watch this, it's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. But if you've waited five months or whatever, and then you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> they Rather than draw it out um, and just kind of play on this and then reveal it at the end of the episode or something, they've just gone, boom, from the get-go. This is what's in the hatch. You've waited, and we're giving it to you right now. Um and it's just amazing. And just the scene itself with the music and everything and how it reverses up to Jack and Locke from uh, them going down at the end of season one and now we're pulling up and looking at them. It just, everything works so well. Um, one of the most iconic moments ever and one of the best scenes of Lost. But I do, I do have to admit that when season two started, I can't remember what the problem was, but for some reason, uh, I don't know if the power was out or something, but... I actually missed this scene when I watched it live. One of the most I- iconic, and I think I picked up when they were outside the hatch, Jack and Locke and stuff like that. Um, so that sucks that I missed one of the most iconic moments. But also then it, it's really difficult for me because I got the rare opportunity of watching this episode without this scene. And as much as this scene is perfect and so good that they showed us from the get-go, I'm not going to make the case that it's better, but it almost worked really well not knowing what was in there. And then when we see what happens to Kate and stuff like that, when she gets pulled down later on and then Locke's going after her, I'm not going to say it's better, but it almost turns into kind of like a horror movie type thing if you don't know what's down there. Um, Mm. So it's interesting that I got to see it like that. And, you know, but this scene is so good. And like just the way they did this fake out from the get-go and showed us straight away. And we'll talk about the answer of what's in the hatch in later on and in the next two episodes, but what a great way to a season. Yeah. And I, I agree. I'd, I'd be interested to see it kind of like that way, as you were saying. Um, and I mean, to really put this into perspective for people, I guess, who, you know, like, as you said, binge watch this and kind of never got to experience this live. I mean, 
you know, it was four or five months in between what we saw in the finale to this. Back to the good old days of traditional television mm-hmm. viewing when you had season cliffhangers and they weren't all released all at once and you just had it sort of like that way. I mean, it still is a case. I'm not saying it's completely gone in TV viewing, but it's it's obviously been lost along the way, no pun intended. Um, so, like, I mean, you you got to understand how much people were hanging on to this, how we talk about how big this show was. And as you said, the highest rating episode of the of Lost in its history. So people were tuning in and kind of, I remember watching this live, like, again, as you were saying, like, what the hell's going on here? And all of a sudden for that to pan up and to realize that that's what's in the hatch and all the speculation of what was in the hatch and everything along those lines over Mm -hmm. those four or five months. Um, so yeah, I mean, just to kind of have this payoff and you're like, what? It's a guy with fruit listening to Mama Cass. Okay. Um, Yeah. It's a little bit more in depth than that, of course. Um, but we, we obviously get, um, a bit here of Hurley, you know, saying the numbers and he's like, go, is this where he goes off at, um, Locke? And he's like, why did you do that? And it's like, oh, you know, the part yeah. where I was telling you, like, maybe you should stop. And, you know, when I'm <laughs> running towards you, and Locke kind of laughs. And he's like, good point. <laughs> I just kind of like the way he says Cute that. dick lock moments <laughs> during this episode. <laughs> I like dick lock moments, though. They're kind of funny. Um, not, as, not as bad as the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic lock dick moment. Um, but uh, they drop a rock down. Oh, it sounds like water. A puddle. Maybe 40 feet down. Oh, I'd say 50. I love how, like, he has to quickly correct Kate. He's like, sounds about 40 feet down. Or oh, maybe 50. That's where, that's where you need uh, to hear the Scottish man go, Ow! <laughs> when they throw that rock down. What the fuck oh. are you doing? <laughs> I'm just fucking listening Bloody to Mama Cass. Are you all right up there, brother? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Season two. Cue Desmond impersonations. <laughs> oh. So excited to talk about this. <laughs> Can't wait till we get to Ben impersonations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love kind of like Jack here. Uh, you know, calm down. We're done. We're going to pick it up, John. Uh, I'm like, I, I, you know, I'm an advocate for Jack. I like Jack. But, you know, why why, why wait? Yeah. Like, I'm with Lockie. Like, you've gone all this effort. You've gone, as you said, we've got to refresh everybody's <laughs> memories. But J- but Jack, we've been to the Black Rock and we, we travelled over three episodes. We saw a giant hurly bird. You know, arts is all over us still. Remember that? Why can't we go down now? <laughs> like... Yeah, and, and let's not forget that the A-team doesn't know that the others aren't coming at this point. Like these guys, for all they know, the others are still coming. So yeah, so they're a bit calm, aren't they? they? <laughs> and it's kind of like, why wouldn't you want to go down there? And he, Jack's like, oh, but you see how deep it is, and you see there's no ladder. I mean, did they not shine a torch through it when it was closed up and look down and see, oh, yeah, that it's going to be a bit of a drop? Like, is this really a big shock for them? And, and my thing is, like, later on we'll see with Jack when he drops down the torch with the flame on it. Why not do that straight away? Like, you've got, like, 30 of these things around the hatch. Like, you've got a few to spare. Cue Scottish man going, Ah, you fucking burnt me! Um, but, yeah. Throw I, some I, more dynamite down there. Yeah, well, exactly. You, you're all well and good to throw a stick of dynamite down a cave with a bloody smoke monster. Like, you know, like, aren't you American? You might just blow stuff up first and think later. Like, fire in the yeah. hole! <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm with Locke here, like, you know, but I, I do like kind of how Locke plays it calmly. Um, and this is, you know, when he sort of plays it calmly, but then he's like, why don't you want to go down there, Jack? And it's like, 
Um, let's see, Jack with some bangs. Why not? Um, when is when is this meant to be set? How many years? I think it's like 2001 or 2000. Or oh, Jack was a big ER fan or something. <laughs> he was doing his Noah Wiley look. Uh, <laughs> what, what makes this so sad is this is not even the worst week-based item that Jack will wear on this show. Like we're, we'll, get to the, we'll get to Jack's beard in a few seasons. So this isn't even the worst of the lot. I, lo- I love how there's a category, Jack's wig-based items. <laughs> <laughs> Probably on the wiki. Yeah, Lost the theories. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm but not as hair is just so bad. I'm not as down on the beard. I'm more down on Jack's bandana. Bandana. Uh, <laughs> episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the seventies, Jack. But I mean, it really like I honestly thought this was like ten years prior or something like that. But like, if this is only Jack like loves some... retro. We have to go back. We have to go back to the seventies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's his catchphrase for a retro item. But, uh, yeah, I love his bangs, and then we'll get, you know, his dad soon. Like, seriously, the way they make the hairstyles look in this show, in like, this episode, <laughs> seriously, he's like, we've gone back a long time besides three years. Like, you know, he's Christian Shepherd with his almost mullet. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I still remember fondly seeing the Jack Wig during this episode, though. Like, that stood out like a sore thumb. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to... Does it actually give us an exact year? But it doesn't on, on Lostpedia. You fail, I mean, Lostpedia. It, it's around um, somewhere, but I'm surprised that Lostpedia hasn't told us. Unless I'm scrolling through here. Um, uh, it'd be there. I mean, Lostpedia is that in-depth. It's, it it's in the 2000s. It would give us a date and a time and a you know a location. <laughs> um, but so, we obviously, this is a car accident where he uh, meets Sarah, his uh, soon-to-be mm-hmm. ex-wife. Uh, Paul, can we just point out, Sarah doesn't have much luck in the marriage department. <laughs> like, I can't remember why her and Jack break up, but, like, you know, here she is, been in an accident, poor thing, she's got Dick Fiance, we'll get to, is it Kevin? Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I love that you said Jack's soon-to-be ex-wife. <laughs> He's not even married to me. Poor Sarah. Yeah, like, poor uh, Sarah. Um, but, yeah, um, Kevin. This obviously sets it up, and as you um, alluded to a few times, uh, Adam Rutherford, obviously. Oh, Shannon's dad. Shannon. Um, you know. But, like, like, could this have been the reverse? Could, like, Jack have married Adam Rutherford? Like, <laughs> well, it may have worked out. Like, imagine the connection there. Like, let Sarah die. Like, what does Sarah have any connection to the... Like, if you write Sarah out... Of Lost, besides this episode of the whole faith thing at the end. Does anything change? Not really. Um, you know, so, like, I love kind of the subtle connections that we Jack get. Barrett, Adam. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, like, why, why, this is, again, the. <laughs> this is, here we go, we're into the first episode of season two, and we're defending Boone and Shannon, um, but, like, poor Shannon, you got to think about their backstory and what's going to happen to her in a few episodes, but, like... Her whole life, her dad has died just because Jack just got a hard-on for Sarah. <laughs> like, I'm not a doctor. I don't know the extent of Adam Rutherford's injuries, but he literally looks at Sarah and goes, oh, looks at Adam Rutherford. Beep. Oh, he's dead. Let's save Sarah. <laughs> but I, I do like that it's Jack's wife that kills uh, Shannon's dad. I just like that connection. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's it, this is. I guess this is real fan service, because I can't imagine that in 2005, if you're a casual viewer, 
you've waited five months to see what's in the hatch, and you kind of alluded to, I think, that, you know, season two, when Australia fell out of love with Lost. So, like, you know, little things like that. That's a real fan service moment. It's a real blink and you yep. miss, man, because, like, I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't realise that until you sort of mentioned it to me. So, you know, little things like that. And, like, this is, again, with all the shit that Lost gets... This is just little subtle things like that, which I think this show needs to get credit for because you're a, you're a fan of lots of media, lots of shows, lots of movies, and, you know, you're like me. You like a good continuity story, which they pay homage to certain things. And it's it's a real blink. It's, it's not, you know, spoiler alert, um, I've forgotten a fucking name. Claire is Jack's sister. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. But it's still kind of, you know, it's still just yeah. a nice little nod, I think. I like these connections, but... I think it pissed a lot of people off because they thought you're right. It was pure like fan. Like I don't know if you actually like the connections type thing, but um, they they never meant anything of it. It was more just meant to be like, oh, this is kind of a weird thing, and oh, look at how these characters are connected, and here they all are, and we'll see that with Desmond coming up. But it was never meant to be like. And I think that annoyed people because they thought all these connections would lead to something like they're all part of an experiment and this has all been planned out or something like that. But it was never meant to be that. It was always meant to be just be fun and just like, oh, there's Hurley on the TV or, um, you know, there's that's Shannon's dad. He was in the hospital too. Or uh, later we'll see that uh, Kate's dad was in Iraq when Saeed was and stuff like that. Um, but it was never meant to be anything big. They always intended it just to be these little fun connections, but I think that pissed a lot of people off. But I like it. I think it's fun to say, oh, there's Nadia with Locke and stuff like that. Yeah, I I like it too. I just kind of like random things like this, and, you know, like I get why people might be going over the top and thinking these connections, but, I mean, at the end of the day, how many moments have you had in your life where somehow you find something is connected to somebody or, like, (laughs) you know, um, Emily, hi, Emily, she, like, knows somebody or this, that, and everything else, and it's kind of like, whoa, how the hell does that happen? Yeah, it does. I was in in Switzerland, and I met some guy in there from Sydney in Switzerland who had a mutual friend. Well, not a mutual friend, but we both met the same person from Tasmania. It's just, these things do actually happen, and... Damon and Carlton talked about it on the official Lost podcast that they actually later found like a photo that had both of them in it and they hadn't even met at that time. Or it was, I'm paraphrasing the story, but there was this photo and like Damon was just off to the corner of the photo. Like he was there at the same time the photo was taken or something like that. And they went on to become best friends and uh, co-executive producers of Lost. So it happened to them as well. These things really do happen. Well, Noah, you and I went to a Weird Al Yankovic concert before yeah. we even knew each other. We could have been sitting next to each other. We don't know. <laughs> I probably walked past you at the exactly. Weird Al Yankovic concert in 2007. So these exactly. things do happen. There you go. Uh, so anyway, uh, but yes, yeah, so this is kind of the initial ending. You know, this is where we hear um, uh, Sarah, I need to dance at my wedding. She has a thing about dancing at weddings, Sarah, <laughs> because she keeps getting losing her husband. Everyone's a dick to Sarah. <laughs> Um, I wonder yeah. how many times she got remarried after Jack. Uh- <laughs> well, once we saw a Modern Family, didn't we? Uh-huh, true. Yeah, good point. Well, good we point. well we didn't really. I, I don't go out of my way to watch it. I've seen funnier turds that I've done, but that's another story. Um, so we're back to the beach, and this is where is this where Jack's back, and it's like no one is out there. Um, and uh, the- you skipped a little bit, but oh, who's saying no one is out there? But the friend? Oh, it's Charlie. All right, okay. 
Charles, no one's out there. But the French woman said, who is that girl? (laughs) I wrote that down. I knew you were going to mention that as well. I wrote that down. (laughs) This is a very rare... Uh, situation in Lost. It's so rare that we hear an extra talking. <laughs> like, I know. What the French woman said. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is that Doug? <laughs> it's, um, uh, it's Steve. Um, no, I, I'm trying to actually see here. Surely Lostpedia. Lostpedia. It? It's got the opening. The man rushes himself so yeah, under the hatch. Survive. Can't, Shannon, search for Vincent. Survive. Is that who it is? Survivor. Yeah. So. Unnamed. Survivor. Isn't this a no, Puerto Rican woman? Um, no. Ivana Michelle Smith. Yellow t-shirt and white trousers. Jesus, she's been in a lot of episodes. <laughs> Last scene in Catch-22, that's season three. Oh, she's I, in the pilot. I think she's in more episodes than Boone. Like, I'm seriously looking at Ivana Michelle Smith appeared in all of the episodes in the following episodes. Um, she's a member of the background cast. She legitimately, I think, has been in more episodes than Boone. <laughs> but the French woman said, "Oh, I, I, I love this trivia. Uh, she has, uh, she has not appeared since Catch Twenty Two because Ivana Smith has stopped working on Lost. <laughs> Makes sense." <laughs> her only, I mean, according to IMDb, her only credit for Lost is this episode because obviously she speaks. But if, in terms of appearances, one, two, three, four, five, there's at least 30 episodes here without <laughs> counting through them. What's Boone's count? Like 28? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. that's great. She lived in Hawaii for six years. So she, like, <laughs> moved there. They've <laughs> oh, got my. all these pictures of her, at, like, when Aaron is born, her <laughs> at the plane crowd. She's got, she's got like this wall in a house. Oh, my time on Lost. Here's me in the background looking at Locke. Here's me in the background when the raft was launched. I, I love this here. Unanswered questions. Unanswered questions for nondescript survivor. What is her name? <laughs> Wouldn't we all want to know? I'm with you, Lost P. I want to know. Uh, date of death. Prior to or during a jump in time to 1954. Manner of death, unknown. Origin, USA. In Australia, unknown. On the plane, unknown. <laughs> oh, I, I love this because it's like, why couldn't they get, like, Maggie Grace, like, to say this line or someone? Like, why did they have to get her to say it? But the French woman said... This is, like, the longest article for, like, the least important person in Lost. Like, they're literally <laughs> I... going out of their way. I underlined this. that because I knew you would talk about her as well. That's like, I'm like, who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> like, now, now you know how angry people were when Nikki and Paolo came in. If we're talking about this one line character, like, who is she? Now people are going to be like, when Nikki and Paolo come in. Oh, God, don't get me started on that one. I mean, I, I just love, we've, I think we went over the survivors before in terms of the the little section down the bottom here in Lostpedia. But, you know, again, blonde guy. Uh, <laughs> male flight attendant. Asian passenger. Uh, <laughs> Racist. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, so this woman, but the French woman said. She probably made like $10,000 for saying that line. Like, Lost got a bit of extra budget for the premiere. So it's like, oh, we ABC gave us all this money in season one, so we've got a bit of extra money. Oh, we're not really going to go out of our way. Like, oh, getting the Havana. rights to... Yeah. 
<laughs> Getting the rights to Mama Cass wasn't that expensive. So we've got a bit of extra cash. Who wants to speak this episode? He's in Summerholder come running in. Right, me back oh, in, cool. right, shut up, Ian. Go away, go off to Vampire I mean, Diaries. It's not here, it's not here in uh, theories, but do you think Ivana Michelle Smith was perhaps sleeping with one of the producers to get this line in here? <laughs> do I think? Um, I mean, <laughs> again, Ivana Noah, Smith Noah, theories. we... We live in we live in a world right now where in probably a few days' time she's got to accuse someone and Damon Lindelof is gonna have all these women lining up. Hashtag me too. Um so yes. I'll answer yes. Not saying that Damon Lindelof did anything, but just yes. Um anyway, so good for her. She got a line in Lost. Um we get Shannon. You get her on the show. Well, like I don't like the thing that I, I, I kind of get why they obviously do this with Shannon, because we need to kind of see the, ooh, creepy Walt. But, like, I just love random Shannon here. Anyone seen the dog? I lost the damn dog. Um, and then, like, let's go running into the jungle to find the dog while Saeed goes missing. I know I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit there, but I kind of think we can summarise his storyline pretty much straight away. Like, I love Shannon, don't get me wrong, but, like, why isn't this nondescript survivor going into the jungle? <laughs> I, I really don't know why they couldn't have got Maggie Grace to say, but the French woman said, <laughs> why not? Or the son, or Claire. <laughs> yeah. My baby. Uh- <laughs> like, son and Claire are barely in this episode, but they've got Ivana Smith. Talking. Oh, Steve. <laughs> um, but, you know, this, I remember, was creepy and kind of interesting and like a big moment. But now I just, knowing where the Walt stuff goes, I just can't even really care about it. It's just like, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, cr- watching it live, you kind of like, what the hell? Uh, but yeah, like you're right. Uh, I mean, sort of in between Shannon in the jungle, we've got um, Locke and everybody walking, and we kind of this is where we find the quarantine sign on the door, um, and this is where we're talking about destiny and um, all this is where he's talking about the black. But we went to the Black Rock over three episodes, <laughs> um, and yeah, the quarantine sign like. Dun, um, dun, dun. Not to butt in, but do you quickly want to get our favourite uh, whisper transcript for when Walt shows up? Of course. Um, all I was, all I was gonna say, all I was gonna say before is just, um, Saeed, the dog will come back. I can't tell the kid I lost his dog! Oh, chemistry has improved here in season two. (laughs) They're already domestically fighting about losing their dog. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it, that's all I wanted to say. And wait, actually, one thing I'll say, where does Saeed go? (laughs) He's terrible at this. Anyway, yes. I don't know if, uh, Naveen Andrews just hadn't practiced over the over the summer when they had the time off, but his accent is really dodgy in this episode. Like, he, he sounded very British this week. Um, but, yeah, what was our friend from the... Wiz- oh, Dennis. Uh, will Dennis make a comeback? In the- Dennis! Right, so, Where's Dennis gone? So when Walt shows up... Oh, and you, this isn't a whisper transcript, but do you know what he says? when You know how he's, like, mumbling reversed? Uh, no, I have no clue. I, I just sort of go, shh, and then I don't know what the fuck he says. Yeah, he says... Well, he says in reverse, don't push the button, button bad. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, never really explained. But just quickly go through it. So when Walt shows up, there's whispers. Do you see her? I think she's right behind. Oh, man, she's hot. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> I can see eye to eye. Shut up. I think she sees. The cross is my trail. These are supposed to be dead people on the island. So where's Boone? Like, Shannon! Shannon! Get the TV! 
Shannon, Shannon um, was, uh, Boone was saying it, but the other survivors whispered him out. I'll say something. Boone. No, you won't, Boone. It's all right. Shut up, Boone. Um, it's, it's very cold. Cold, cold. Thousand miles. I know it all. I know it all. Uh, it's the eye. It's the eye. The antenna. Ten out of ten. They are talking about Shannon. Ten out of ten. Uh, somebody is walking behind us. What? Which one? Do you think it was? I don't know. Eye to eye. Right behind us in a minute. Give it time. Is there time? Been to Black Rock. Eye, it's the eye. Is she 815? <laughs> the antenna, 10 out of 10. Do you see her? I can see eye to eye. Is she coming? Bossy? And Missy? <laughs> uh, Shannon is bossy, so it makes sense. Relax, she's not behind us. I know it all. It's the eyes. Is she 815? The antenna, 10 out of 10. I love it. One of my favourite things about this is these whisper transcripts. I love it. I just, I just, anyway. I want to see the recording session of this when they get the extras. <laughs> like, oh, is she behind us? Okay, no, do it again. Do it again. Didn't believe you, you were a it, dead person. You think it was Ivana Smith? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, some anyway. holders in the booth. I'll do it. No, you won't, Ian. Go away. Come on. Off your pop, Ian. Settle down. It's all good. Shannon's again, there's okay. There's a pilot about vampires coming in a few years. <laughs> it does look creepy, though, like Walt dripping. Um, yeah. You know. Cool, but never really explain. Who knows what's happening in here? Who cares? Um. So then we get lock, lock and Kate moment. Do you notice in the next couple of episodes, Lock and Kate get mildly flirty, <laughs> adding to the what's our shape now? Oh god, we're up to like twelve now. Uh, dodecahedron or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, Hurley does mention that to Jack. Like, uh, you better. What does he say? Like, you don't want Lock making time with your girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Jack. what he's like. Oh, in the like, mood for Jack. Making a joke there, Jack. Oh, I'm not in the mood, but usually you're Mr. Ha-Ha. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Great Hurley. Yeah, I mean, we might as well skip that because, I mean, Kate and sort of Locke just, you know, why do you want to get down there so badly? And, you know, okay. Well, you know Locke uh, corrects Dick. him. Why do you want to get down there yeah. so bad? Lee, so badly. <laughs> That's what I wrote on here. Dick Locke grammar moment. <laughs> Like, no reason at all. Like, that's just total dick moment. I wonder if that's scripted or did uh, Terry O'Quinn just script that? Like, ad lib that because he hates grammar being with bad grammar. <laughs> Keep it in the script, Terry. That was good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I wrote that down too. And that's... then we get, oh, but you saw that big pillar of smoke, didn't you, Kate? And I guess we're both crazy. Uh, um <laughs> But yeah, this is I do I do like yeah the. <laughs> um, do you think the lock's making time with your girl? I'm joking, and Jack's like, "Don't joke about that, Hurley. We know what Kate's <laughs> like." <laughs> yeah, that's not a joke. Yeah, that's not a joke. But like, I mean, it's even like I love like is it um the next episode isn't it when we kind of get sexual tension between Lock and Kate when he's like putting his hands down her pants. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, it's the next big show for the season. Yeah, that would work. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get Locke and Claire mid season. Don't Ooh. get me started on that. <laughs> wow, Locke's a bit of a man slut. Let's be honest. Um, Locke yeah, and Boone. He really he's moved on from Boone. <laughs> he's moved on from the the men and boys. He's like he tries luck at the women now. <laughs> oh God. Um, but this is where Hurley explains to Jack about the the numbers and. Uh, winning the money. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong here. Does he say I won 114 or 140 million? Because if it's 114 million, didn't he say he was worth 120 million? Like, do they just lose track of how much money he's actually worth? Or am I just hearing things? No, I did notice that. I'm like, I didn't 
fact check it, but I'm like, is that right? That didn't sound right, but yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, anyway, but I like, we learn, we hear a little bit of inklings of what we're going to see this season. Uh, a meteor hit the, uh, the chicken shack, uh, then he corrects Next himself. Season, meteorite. Um, and then Jack, only Jack's reaction. You're in a psych ward? <laughs> yeah, Dick Jack, But I mean, like, let's be honest, if somebody, like, comes out and tells you all that and they open with, I was in a psych ward, you're probably <laughs> going to be like, uh, like if right now I said Noah, I was in a psych ward, but I'm I was right. married to, to Natalie Portman, and I'm worth three hundred million dollars, but I just pretend to be poor because I'm an idiot. <laughs> like you know, like you're gonna be like you're in a psych. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Like <laughs> I do think it works really well fitting in with the theme of this episode that Hurley tells him this crazy story that purely be- needs faith to believe it, and of course Jeff doesn't believe it, so. Uh, I think it was a great time for Hurley to tell Jack in terms of the theme of the episode. It works really well. Well, I, I like it how that sort of plays into it there, obviously, when he's, like, saying, oh, Hurley, they're just numbers. And then uh, what does Hurley say? Like, you know that thing which, like, uh, doctors yeah. are between nice to patients, bedside manner? Yeah, your sucks, dude. Uh, <laughs> so this is where... And this is where we see how bad his bedside manner yeah, used to be. Holy crap! <laughs> like, bedside Jesus Christ, Jack and your bangs! <laughs> Here yeah, he is, he does. with Sarah, <laughs> future, die. future ex-wife. Oh, yeah, your back's broken. You'll never walk. Sucks to be you. Ha, ha, look at me dancing. Tra, la, 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 la. Uh, <laughs> he may as well have done that. That would have been nicer. Uh, he's just such yeah, a he dick really to does, How did he get a medical license? Like, I'm well. sure there's some sort of element to this. To which, you know, his dad kind of, like, comes in. They have sort of... uh, bedside manner training at med school. Like, I don't know, Adam Gray, if you're, like, a medical person, maybe you could tell us. In this day and age, probably. Um, but then, obviously, Christian comes in and sort of says, like, hey, give him a bit of false hope. You know, ha, ha, ha. Movie's um, so... John Terry. Yeah, movie's John Terry. Um, so... John Terry. <laughs> this is where Shannon's back at the beach telling everybody, I know what I saw! And everybody's going to believe the kooky blonde chick who's, you know... <laughs> but why, again, why is this a Vanna Smith? Like, where's her line here? You saw Walt? <laughs> but that's what we need a Vanna Smith. But Shannon said... <laughs> yeah. Who cares what Shannon said? She's crazy. This is her ongoing trope. She's always there in every episode now. Like, but, but the hat said. said. <laughs> but Henry Gale said. <laughs> um, but here comes Jack and the gang. The Mary falls back. Um, and I, I love Jack the way he explains this. Ah, uh, lock found a hatch. <laughs> And then, like, you know, oh, we thought we'd blow it up to hide inside. Charlie, where's Dr. Arts? He didn't make it. But who gives a shit? Did you see the others? Like, Arts yeah. is essentially the new boon. Like, straight away, click your fingers. Who gives a shit about Arts anymore? Um, I, I'm glad they mentioned him, though, because I already forgot about him. I love yeah. Arts, but I wasn't even thinking about Arts at this point. So I'm glad. They easily could have just not said anything, but... Where's, like, um, the funeral? Where's the speeches for arts? Like, you know, we get it for Steve or whoever it was or Joanna and all these other people. More arts, his guts are still at the Black Rock. Like, did they not, like, scooped up a pile of his guts and brought it back? A little bit. Like, yeah. later, later on when we see, like, more of the Black Rock, is there, like, you know, arts eye still on the tree? <laughs> like, a bit of arts intestine. You know? I do like kind of the atmosphere and the setting of this 
episode and how it's still the same night from Exodus. Um, mm. But it has to be said, this is one of the last times we'll ever be at the caves. Like, that apparently Lost can only afford one set per season, and now that we've got the uh, the hatch set, this is kind of one of the last times uh, we'll be there next episode, but after that, that's pretty much donezo for the cave. Is it even written into it, or do we just forget about it? No, they just, like, done with it. They just never even really mention it again. Jack just decides to, you know, oh, you'd know, you'd know if I wanted to leave the caves. Oh, he does leave the caves. Um, I mean, he was so adamant to go to the caves and then it just gets ditched eventually. Doesn't it make the cave-in seem even more important now? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, he's kind of saying everything's going to be okay. Some will come up in three hours. I think Sun's already up. She's, like, standing right there. Um, <laughs> She's not <up> here. <laughs> Where's Jin? Um, but, you know, we'll go back there in three hours. But he's old, old Gummy Joe. Not oh, I love him. So, so do I. He's grabbing the cable. I'm going <laughs> there. Say he just gets the cable. Gummy Joe, off on a mission. Uh, I'm tired hey, John, of waiting. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah. And then, but, yeah, that probably would be a smart thing to stay behind. And then all... just leave. They're all going on lookout. Can can we just have a rest in peace Boone moment here for people being on lookout? Like, did it not remind you of that time that Boone was on lookout? <laughs> <laughs> but he's Jack on lookout. Kate comes up. Um, you know, typical TV starts off with a sentence is going to be like dramatic. Do you believe it? Believe what? <laughs> like, you know, just um, like my floating. Come out with it, damn it, Kate. Kate's going to the hatch. Of course she is. Uh, <laughs> what have I written here? Oh, I've written, falls and breaks his neck. Live together, die alone. I'm like, what, Jack died? <laughs> I didn't see that version. Uh, I've got the uh, the Ethiopian version. Is um, that Michael It is, yes. So obviously Kate's going to go and save old gummy Joe, he's her new boyfriend. Well, of course Kate has to go off on her on if something's <laughs> happening. Uh, the, here we go, the flashback. He's the dick of the year, um, right up there with Kevin. Susan. Well, um, Susan's coming back, so I don't oh. know if I'd call him dick of the year. I'd just call him the dick of this week, at least. Good start to season two with Kevin and Susan. Uh, <laughs> but what, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> Jack, like, oh, you know, she'll need ongoing physical therapy. Will we be able to make love? And then... <laughs> <laughs> What a dick! <laughs> yeah, he is horrible. I mean, well, I imagine for a fiance, it would be quite crushing. Oh, of but, course it would be. I'm not doubting but that. But like, still, is that your like, first question? You like, love? like you know, like he'll ask. Oh, so I have to go to the bathroom. Like, say, like, oh, you know, how much is this going to cost? Like, oh, you know, how will this? Like, what sort of care will she need? Like, don't lead with. Will I be out of fucker still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. big Kevin. Absolute, like, fuck you, Kevin. Like, Jesus, you're only in it for the sex, clearly, obviously. He wasn't, he wasn't invited to the funeral. This is... this. <laughs> I mean, the not the funeral, the wedding. So. Well, it's his own wedding. Um, Obviously, uh, you know... I mean, she why... must be damn good if that's what the first thing well, that's, that's what I was about to say. Clearly, clearly why Sarah gets married so often is she's good in bed. It's <laughs> um, amazing. This is literally Kevin's article on Lostpedia. Kevin was Sarah Shepard's fiance at the time of her accident. Jack informed her of her accident, current condition, and subsequent paralysis. Kevin asked if they would still be able to make love, but became distressed when Jack informed that she may need professional care for the rest of her life. He stopped visiting her and left her not long afterwards. 
Uh, <laughs> just reading it out makes him even worse. I love, I love how, like, they've got a link to make love, and then you click on make love, it comes up with sex. Adult content or strong language. Lost, Lost features many characters who have engaged in some sort of sexual activity. Oh, and my God. Got, Lost features taking it to the next level. There's a whole article here on sex between main characters. So we have Boone and Shannon, one episode. There's a few spoilers here, so calm down, people. Jack and Kate, two episodes. Jin and Son, three episodes. <laughs> Sawyer and Anna Lucia, one episode. Sawyer and Charlotte, one episode. Sawyer and Juliet, one episode. Sawyer and Kate was like a bit of a <laughs> trend here. Three episodes. Saeed and Shannon, one episode. There you go. Ooh. And then, oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. There's an article on pre-crash sex. <laughs> 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 that's my new favorite category on all my favorite websites. Pre-crash sex. That's a good. That's a good fan name. Followed followed by island sex, post rescue <laughs> sex, flash <laughs> flash sideways sex, <laughs> and this tribute. This trivia. As a substitute, Locke teaches about human re- reproductive systems, and. Sawyer has had sex with four main characters, the most of any character. He is followed by Kate and Shannon, who have slept with two. Boone, Jack, Juliet, Charlotte, Jean, and Lucia's son, Desmond, Penny, and Saeed have all slept with one main character. See also, kissing, pairings, and pregnancies. uh, I do have to say that Pornhub has got some new categories since I was last on it. Post-rescue sex. Flash sideways sex. I want to see that. Seriously, Sawyer is in like every single category here. There's James Ford and Ava, James Ford and Charlotte Lewis, post rescue sex. Uh, oh no, Saeed and Alana begin to, but they are interrupted when Alana <laughs> knocks him unconscious. <laughs> Someone has started writing this. Rapey Alana. <laughs> Rapey Alana. <laughs> pre pre sex. Anna Lucia and Danny. <laughs> oh my god, lost me. Oh, you've really you've really done it. All this coming from Kevin. See, even Kevin can bring a smile to your face when you click on other articles. Um so what else is here? Oh, Jack, I'm about to have surgery. Come closer. I want to tell you a secret. Um, I'm really good in bed. <laughs> Ask him. Uh, about him. Uh, <laughs> I know I won't be dancing anymore. You're invited, okay? To what? The wedding that's not going to happen? Like, that's where Jack needs to say that. Oh, sorry, you're an anesthetic. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I mean, never trust someone called Kevin. That's my life rule. Well, except for Kevin Bacon. You can trust Kevin Bacon. Well, I mean, based on what's happening in Hollywood at the moment, next we'll be learning about Kevin oh, Bacon. Oh, no. If Kevin, if Kevin Bacon, we find out about Kevin, I'm done. I'm out. I quit life. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard enough with Tom Kevin Hanks. Spacey at the moment, all right? Not Kevin Bacon. Kevin uh, Bacon and Tom Hanks. Those are the two that just it can't. <laughs> the funniest article I saw the other day, on a side note, somebody posted an article was like, another person comes forward and alleges that Tom Hanks is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this so is bad Jack 
bedside manner again right before surgery. Jack, I'm going to fix you. Like, don't make <laughs> promises look- you can't keep. Don't you love the look of the the woman who's there, who's like looking at him, the nurse, her big wide eyes. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> what are you doing, Jack? <laughs> um, so we're back at the hatch. Of course we are. Um, lock with the cable. Uh, and I, I like, I do like this little scene here where Kate sort of says, I expected to find you halfway down. I was waiting for you. All <laughs> <laughs> the attention. Starts like some Barry White. Ooh, yeah. These two are gonna bone. He starts taking his shirt off, rubbing juju juice on himself. Ooh, Kate, come here. I want to see it now. Old Gabby Joe and old criminal Jane. Like, there's something there. Absolutely. Better chemistry than Saeed and Shannon. Oh, I reckon Terry O'Quinn and Evangeline Lilly would be a good Hollywood couple, you know? Like yeah. them on the red carpet. Uh, and it worked for Harrison Ford and Callista Flockhart, right? So, you know, old man, young girl, why not? Um, anyway, so old Gummy Joe's actually just waiting for Kate because he wants to use her as a guinea pig. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for you. Go on, get yet. I'm too fat. Dick lock moment again, like. I mean, I'm, why is he worried about breaking his neck anyway? He just recovers all the time anyway. He used to be in a freaking wheelchair. The funniest bit though is when Kate kind of points out the obvious. Uh, what if I get eaten by a monster? <laughs> like, and Locke's just like, yeah, that too. <laughs> My favourite bit is when she falls and then he just keeps lowering the <laughs> Dick lock moment. Uh, I laughed so much at that bit. And dumb Kate moment. What do I ne- d- say if I need to stop? Stop. All <laughs> 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 oh, right, that's the safe word. Uh, <laughs> they've got their cable. They've got their safe word. They're all good. Um, yeah, Kate being lowered down. That scream of Kate. Holy shit! Ah! That's a, instead of Mary's, Mary's, <laughs> Mary's scream, that's Kate's scream. That's a new category. That's up there with pre-crash sex. Um, like, I do you... like her counting to five, though. Nice callback to the pilot there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you all right? <laughs> no, you just keep dropping me. I dropped the line! <laughs> um, and then I, I like I like Kate's reaction when she's like, I dropped the light, and then she's getting lowered down. She's just like, oh, well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a rare case of... It's not slapstick humour. What kind of humour? That's a rare case of just... Humour? It's sitcom <laughs> humour, I guess it is. Because yeah. Lost does a lot of humour, but this was kind of unique for Lost to have the, well, all right then, kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. But it works, it works so well. Yeah, I like it. We see Gummy Joe's hands bleeding. He's had some rigorous jerking-off <laughs> sessions getting over with Kate there. Um, I went there. Uh, and then I do like... This scene's awesome, though, when she's like, all of a sudden, there's something down here, there's like a light, and then like all of a sudden it goes quiet and the light goes off. And then it's like, yeah, Kate, it's, Kate. It's a, oh, such a good scene. This is seriously the closest to a horror movie that Lost ever gets. Um, and then remember, think about me watching it. I didn't see that Desmond was down here. So I'm like, at this point, like, what the hell? Yeah. it's. I mean, and again, like, let's be honest, though. Like, we did see a season ago, uh, a few episodes ago, technically, uh, you know, that Locke nearly got sucked down a hole, which they've blown up with dynamite. So, like... Maybe there is a bit of Jack logic here of, like, should we really go down there? Um, because, you know, for all we know, tunnels, it's just got smoke monster down there. Um, 
That's we a get- little ha- house. <laughs> Jack with his gun. Um, Ivana Smith is like, oh, where are you going? <laughs> like, locks it. Um, and then, but Jack said we had to stay here. <laughs> oh, wait, you are Jack. <laughs> Changed his mind. Um, then we get oh, Jack. I always he forget. Can't handle other people being in control. I always forgot about this scene. Like, I always thought that, like, Locke was hanging in the bushes or something like that. So, like, when he shows up and he's like, going, Kate, Kate, like, Locke was just there, like, oh, she fell down. And I always, <laughs> I always forget that, like, we'll get kind of, like, obviously what happens with Locke next episode. Locke comes so, out and pushes him down. Yeah, come on down, Jack. Come to my sex dungeon. Uh, <laughs> this is all a plan. I crashed the plane. <laughs> Welcome to Locke's Island. Um, but he, Jack, uh, climbs down. Uh, wraps his hands around, and this is where he drops the um, the the flash, the flame stick. Uh, so we get the flashback here, though. Can I just say this? this... What, what, what? I was say? What, uh, remember Kate talked about? Well, what if Locke falls and breaks his neck? Oh right. What if he was down there with a broken neck at the bottom and <laughs> Jack just throws that flame dead thing down? That was their whole concern. <laughs> Locke's like, ah, <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> That's a good point. Chick um, <laughs> Jack, he's like, now's my chance to get rid of him. They're both there lying in agony with a broken neck. Just burns <laughs> <it> to death. <laughs> <laughs> and all these, re- all these rescuers come out of the tunnel on fire. We were here to rescue you! This is our secret tunnel! <laughs> this was the secret tunnel to come and help you. We've been digging all of our way from China. <laughs> <laughs> Destroys it. Lost the end. <laughs> That's yeah. a very good point, actually. Uh, but they this flash think a lot of the time on this show. The flashback always makes me want to run up a stadium, even though I'm incredibly unfit. But I, I like I just I've always liked this scene. I think it's cool, like yeah. that you go to a stadium and you run up and down the stairs. So he's well, um you know I kind of thought every time I've watched this episode, I'm like, is this a thing? Like, do people do this? Yeah, I've um, heard of people doing this. But then uh, in this book, the Snicky Stafford book, there's like this whole thing. It's like half a page. I started reading it. It was so boring. But she like goes in depth about people running up these steps. It's usually associated with Harvard Stadium. Um, well, it's too boring. I'm not even reading it, but apparently it's a thing. Well, Jack mentions it, doesn't he, when he's talking to Sarah in a minute. He, he calls it something. Yeah, like, the tour de start. Or... Yeah, something like that. Because, like, I mean, this is the thing, I guess. it's I, I could imagine it's prominent more in America because, you know, college stadiums there are bigger than pretty much every stadium we get here in Australia. So, you know, they've got numerous large stadiums, which I guess are kind of just open. I mean, I went to, when I was in Salt Lake City, we went to the university there and kind of the stadium at um, the University of Utah or whatever it's called there. And it's where they had the opening ceremony for the 2002 Olympics. And you could just walk in. It was just, okay, cool. Security, great. Uh, so I mean, yeah. uh, Dick Noah moment, but I've uh, been on a hike with you. <laughs> I, I don't, wow, I, this, I love how this is going. <laughs> laughing already. Oh, Dick Noah moment. I went on a hike with you. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do this either, but I, I like the idea of doing it, but I'd get up one flight. and I'd I need like, to be fitter, <laughs> Noah. I need to be fitter um, to do it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it either, so I can't talk. I'd, right. I'd do yeah. one. Dick one Noah moment. Ha, 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 Ben, you were on a hike. You couldn't even make it up in one glass bay. Ha, ha, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Dick, wow. Noah Dick Noah moment. There you go. I'm, I'm the Kevin of this episode. You are. Uh, hashtag, do you want me to take a photo for you? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, I don't get the reference. <laughs> it worked out better for me when I got to the top because I jumped in. Oh, 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 yeah, now I get it. I'm like, what? Ah, Dick Ben moment. Ha. Ah. Um, <laughs> uh, now we're even. So anyway, we um, so he's doing the stadium run. He's chasing up against this guy with his sexy little bandana on, and uh, he falls and hurts his ankle. And we meet a man, a man with a Scottish accent and long hair. I wonder if we'll ever see him again. Um, and I was almost is, a doctor once. <laughs> is this the best character introduction Lost ever did? I'm not saying it is because I have to scan through my head and think of uh, the Boom. This... I'll get a pen. <laughs> <laughs> this may be the greatest introduction to a character ever. Um, it's so... I... Yeah. He's just so damn charismatic. And the thing is, we'll talk about it more, maybe not next episode, but in episode three. This guy was never meant to be a starring character. He was supposed to be a three-episode guest character, and then he was done. It is so easy to see why they brought him back. This is his first kind of scene with dialogue, and he becomes so memorable and so charismatic in one scene. It's crazy. Yeah, I I, I just thought you were still going there. No, I agree with you. I, I mean, I kind of remember watching this live, and it's kind of obviously the payoff that we'll get at the end of this episode. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's just sort of like a throwaway scene, like, cool, he's running up and down, and he's a guy giving him a bit of advice, and I nearly was a doctor once, um, and he's doing a race around the world, cool. Uh, like, he's, I love how his introduction is kind of like, you know, what's, what's, what's your excuse? Running like the devil's chasing you, and it's like, my excuse is I'm racing around the world, pretty impressive, right? Like, he's just bragging at this point, <laughs> like... Yeah, um, but then uh, you know. what I love about this is we'll later see this, and he just literally talked to Penny. Oh um, yeah, I remember that. And scene. then just yeah. before that, he met Libby. So oh, it Penny. all comes together. Penny. Uh, so we yeah we get this sort of scene, and you know Jack explains what he's up to, and oh, I made a promise I couldn't, I failed, and you know what if you did fix her? <laughs> it's like um, yeah. you know well I didn't, but that would be a miracle, brother. Notice the brother. Um, and, you know, you don't believe in miracles. Um, and I just like, it was like, I'll give you some advice, lift it. And he's like, up. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, uh, good luck. I'm Desmond. I'm Jack. See you in another life, brother. And then off he pops. Um, yeah. So, well, there we go. He doesn't say see you well, in life, another uh, brother. He says, yeah, good luck, see brother. You in see you in another life. life. Yeah. See you in another life. Yeah. Which I'm thinking, I'm sure he does say, see you in another life, brother. But this is almost like a... Luke, I am your father type He's thing quoted. going on. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure later on, I'm sure in the finale and in, in some other stuff, he does say, see you in another life, brother. But it is almost like that. People forget Mis- in this first scene, he doesn't actually say that. Um, misquoted lines in famous, you know, right up there yeah. with uh, the iconic Jurassic Park line. It's not life finds a way, it's life uh, finds a way. There's an ah uh in there. It's Jeff Goldblum, people, come on. Uh, anyway, but so... I think it's so good, uh, that's so memorable. Even before it became a catchphrase, I thought that was really memorable. But you missed my favourite... You've mentioned pretty much every line except for my favourite bit, which is uh, a girl. No, a patient. Aye, but a girl patient. He's so good. <laughs> like, he's so freaking charismatic, and um, and I really like the talk about miracles and the faith kind of stuff because this is where it ties so well into the theme of the episode. He doesn't believe in miracles. He does, he's a man of science, yet this guy who he met at this time when a miracle happened shows up on this island in this hatch that Locke said was their destiny to open. 
Like everything, everything is telling Jack to believe in faith, and he's still rejecting it. And it's such an important Jack episode. Um, so I think it works really well. And um, and keep in mind, I didn't see the first scene. So for me watching this the first time, I'm like, well, this was a random Scottish guy. Well, we don't we don't see Desmond's face, do we? Though in the beginning, do we? No. So I think some people probably would have put it together that it's the same based on the hair and stuff, but a lot of people wouldn't. I'm sure. Um and. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with everything that you were that you're saying there, and I think kind of, I know you obviously mentioned that pretty much the opening to this episode will make our top five at the end of the year, but this scene was maybe a nominee for the top five. It will be probably maybe raised in question. It's a great scene. So just and, just and then it does get some great payoff when Desmond asks in episode three uh, what happened to him. Yeah, so so bookmark this, remember this, post-it note this, whatever you want to say, because this potentially be a nominee for our top five, in or top five and a half, top six, whatever you want to say that we got away with. <laughs> Hashtag Boone's death should have been in there, and it was. Um, but so we're back. Jack's at the bottom. He's got a light. Uh, he's kind of just walking around. I, I love how the the editing of this scene, how it's, it's completely silent, and then we just yeah. get slow okay. introduction of music as it kind of builds up. Like, it's, it's very well edited. Um, and it's just like... This is the thing, like, watching this live, you have no idea what's going on down here. So you're seeing all this for the first time. Watching this, knowing what happens, all the little subtle clues that we get here, like with the mural, the Dharma initiative, like, all little things like that. I just think it's kind of cool. You know, you watch this, obviously, with different perspectives. You do with any TV show when you watch it the first time or you watch it, like, the hundredth time. Um, So he's going around. He sees the room with the computers. James Bond, Jack, with his pistol and his torch. Go, James Bond. Yeah. Matthew Fox, James Bond? No. Uh, <laughs> no. My name isn't Bond. I'm supposed to sleep with the women, not be. <laughs> Good call. Um, unless you're Sean Connery. Uh, but as in, as in Goldfinger, man talk. It was the 60s. <laughs> it was the 60s. Uh, hashtag cue all this Sean Connery's a sexist talk that's probably coming out after this episode. Um, then the music kind of comes screaming out. Oh, you're all good. And just, ah! I so wish I could go back and watch this for the first time because at this point you're just like, what the hell is going on? But not in a bad way, like in a good way. Like, what is this show? And like, this music's playing, and you're with Jack. You're so confused, and you're just like, no idea what's going to happen next. Like, I, I miss that kind of addictiveness of watching something like this. Locke peers around the corner, all calm like. <laughs> uh, Jack points a gun at Locke. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit uncalled for. Um, and then we see another gun, sort of, um, you know, because well, he goes to press the button on the computer. Locked. I wouldn't do that. There he is. Old Gummy Joe's all calm and normal. Uh, he's had his sex with Kate, so he's fine. Um, and then, yeah, Jack points. You slept with Kate, didn't you, Lock? Um, <laughs> the other gun pointed Lock. We get flashback. Here's old Sarah. She's alive. Yay! Good on Sarah. Um, you know, Kevin's gone, Dick. Um, I like, I like, um, Sarah here. Oh, God, you stink. Um, like, <laughs> Dick Sarah moment, but it, it's called for. <laughs> I like it. I like it. After a shower. I like sarcastic Sarah here when he's like, oh, I ran up all the, uh, stadium. Oh, did you finish it? No, I hurt my ankle. Sucks for you. <laughs> like, here she is, old, you know. <laughs> Paralyzed Sarah. Oh, didn't don't that cool. Just funny. Is Kevin here? Oh, I didn't see him because he's left you. Because Kevin's a dick. Uh, yeah. And then you know, poor old Jack. He's all upset and emotional. You know, he broke a promise, and we know he doesn't like do that because you killed Boot. Um, and couldn't repair it. 
Uh, I'm so sorry. And then he says, uh, you're yanking my chain, right? How come I can move my toes? Um, can you feel this? Can you feel this? And, oh, it's emotional. Like, here it is. She's fixed. She can me. dance at a wedding, not Kevin's, uh, to Jack. <laughs> um, so... Is it not me? Is it just me? Or can you not just... Is that not just an Emily DeRaven line? You're yanking what? my chain, right? Can oh, you not yanking... just hear her saying that? You're yanking my chain, right? I think Julie Bowen delivers it about a thousand times better. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't see Emily DeRaven in Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's in the show where lost actors go to die. Um, uh, <laughs> vampire. But this is such a perfect. <laughs> this is such a perfect conclusion to the flashback and the whole man of science, man of faith thing. Because a miracle did happen here, um, and Jack saw it in his own eyes, and it's just such a great thing for Jack's character because it's from this point onwards is when people look at Jack as oh the doctor who miraculously saved this woman who was never going to walk again. And this kind of plays into everyone wants Jack to be the um, the leader and Jack thinks that he has to fix everything like we saw that with Boone and Jack always has to fix people. We see this now and how this ties in with so many things, elements of Jack's character, the man of science, the leadership, the having to fix everyone all the time. Uh, so I think it works so well with this flashback but just Jack's character in a whole and how it works with the island and everything going on here and yeah, that's great. And it's such a great way for Jack, and, like, the origin of him meeting Sarah as well. Do we get another episode with her, or is that just kind of the, the break-up episode? Like... Uh, there's the break-up, and then she shows up in the flash forward, and also the season three premiere where Jack thinks that Christian is sleeping with her. Oh, that's and Jack stalks her at primary school. I remember that. Good old stalkery Jack. Oh. <laughs> Good times. Uh, so, anyway, uh, it's, yeah, it's a good scene. And then we get Jack with the gun. Move and I'll kill him. Um, where's Kate? He's fine. Um, and then... music is so good here. Put it down. <laughs> Put it down. He to die. He's, so, <laughs> he's such an amazing actor. I love Henry Ian But I also love Matthew Fox here. Is this your destiny, Locke? Is this your destiny, yeah. John? It's like, move and I'll blow his head off, brother. Now. That's so intense. And then we have, we see him, there he is, there's old classic old Desmond, uh, you lost, boom. Uh, now, like, I get Jack saw his face, fair enough, I get he's Scottish, fair enough, but he's like, Desmond the only person in the world to say, brother, like, I mean, like, fair enough, like, you might remember a person you're running in a stadium, I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from the, the validity of this scene, it's a great scene, it's a great payoff, but like, I've got a pretty shit memory. Like, if I'm in that situation, and he's old Scottish guy that I've been doing a run with up Wine Glass Bay, like, okay, the American girls that I took the photo of, I couldn't <laughs> I tell you right now. Like. I mean, either. They were American, and they were sort of hot. That's all I could remember. So, in three years' time, I'm on a plane crash, and here I am with a gun pointed at, I don't know, you, and then, like, one of them comes out of the corner and is like, hey, I wouldn't do that, brother. Like, I mean, I don't know. What, I'm not going to be like... Hello. <laughs> I mean, I, I, this entire ending sequence is so intense, and I want to just rewatch it right now. I love how dramatic it is, but uh, I also have to kind of nitpick it, like on what you were saying. Like, who says you? Like, yeah. <laughs> what you talking what you about, say, brother? <laughs> oh, you're the guy from the stadium, or Desmond, or like you, like. I've never thought about it until I watched this episode, but it's such a dumb line, even though it's a nice ending. 
You. You. <laughs> I want him to just say, hey, mm. me. <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, you got a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> my name's not you. Oh, like, my it's God. It's such a weird line. You. But you. it's a great ending. This whole is so dramatic. Put it down. It's so great. Put it down. Like, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. That Scottish accent is just getting all over the place. Yeah, I mean um, Henry Ian Cusick is Scottish, but he's nowhere near as Scottish as Desmond is. If you hear him in the interviews, and he's nowhere near this Scottish. I um, I mean, my only sort of I th- I think I've seen him something else outside of Twenty Four, but yeah, he was like he again Twenty Four seemingly lost the show where Twenty Four actors go to die. Um, but I think he was pretty much on 24 about the same time as his, because season five, and, like, such an icon, I don't think you're up to season five yet, but, like, season five, arguably most 24 fans would say the best season of, of 24. Um, but, like, he kind of had this minor role, I don't know if it stretched out to two episodes, but, like, the one sort of plot hole-ish area of this season was that kind of Jack Bauer's interaction with, with him and his character, and we kind of get this sort of scene where, you know, Jack kind of has to manipulate him because he's like a German intelligence agent or something like that because, you know, it's Scotland to Germany. And then, basically, we kind of get this, you know, sequence where he sort of vows revenge on Jack Bauer. So you're always like, oh, typical 24, they remember things like this. They'll bring him back in a few seasons' time, and he's Germany versus Jack Bauer. Never see him again. So, um, just, well, I mean, there's probably a reason for that. Right? He was stuck on an island. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just Other I mean, commitments. random little moment there. But yeah, I like Henry and Cusack too. So, there we go. That's the the premiere of uh, Lost Man of Science, Man of Faith. Uh, anything else to add before we get to our uh, ratings? No, it's an amazing ending, and we get to see the whole episode again pretty much next week. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you liked it the first time. Wait till you see the Back to the Future 2 version, all the bits that were happening around the same time. Um, yeah, I mean, do I have to ask what you're going to do with this? Um, no, I'm definitely going to buy it. Um, and I would say it has potential to be a top 20 episode. It's an amazing episode, the flashback and the island stuff. What a way to kick off. It doesn't. You already forget about the raft. The moment this episode starts, <laughs> yeah, you're not Can we just point out, no raft! <laughs> Yeah, and you're not even thinking about it. Like you don't even care at this point because it's just moving so quickly. And Desmond, the introduction of his character that was never meant to be a main character, and the Sarah stuff, and the Man of Science, Man of Faith, Locke versus Jack, um, and just everything that happens. The answer to what's in the hatch, which we'll talk more about in the next two episodes. But yeah, has potential to be a top twenty episode. I'm definitely buying it. It's an amazing episode of just television, let alone Locke. Agree with everything. I'm buying it too. Uh, I mean, kind of agree with everything that you say there. And, you know, just that iconic opening scene that we'll just get used to in sort of season premieres and stuff like that. So, yeah, completely agree with you. And I just I just want to side note here. I'm on the Desmond Hume page on uh, Lostpedia. I just love the captions they put for their photos on here. Uh, so we have a picture here of, uh, fair enough, an angry-looking Desmond. It says, a frantically crazed Desmond. Please penny for her new number. And then another one here, Libby offers Desmond a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> I love Aww. that uh, on one episode where we finally get some answers on this freaking show, you completely skipped the questions and answers section. Yes, uh, questions and answers uh, here on the Oz Network, um, sponsored by Ben's Brain. Not working since 1987. Uh, <laughs> do we have any answers? Do we have what's in the hatch? Is that answered or? Yeah. 
I would put it down as an answer now. Obviously, we'll get more of what is actually in the hatch over the season, but I would just put it down as an answer for now because oh. we do get answered what is in the hatch. It's a Scottish man. <laughs> I can imagine the theories of 2005. Oh, there's, there's supplies. Oh, it's this, it's all that. Who guessed there's a Scottish man? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> John? Did you? No? All right. Nobody gets it. Sorry. No one wins the pool. <laughs> <laughs> And let's all go back in time uh, to that episode where we first asked that question when Boone discovered it all because he dropped a flashlight. Let's be honest. <laughs> Boone discovered the hatch. All right? That's as pure, as clear as day. Yeah, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Boone. Okay? So, there you go. I can't remember if... Um, did we put How Did Jack and Sarah Meet? Or was that not one of our... Was that not deemed important enough? Uh, I don't have the list, so I can't remember if that was a I question. I did. Uh, it would be season no. one, episode twenty. No, we didn't. We didn't give a shit. Um, we had no questions from that episode. I'm not going to write it in and cross it out to make it feel like. Nah. <laughs> I mean, in true lost fashion, we get an answer, but we also then get a hundred questions based off that answer. Um, and what are a hundred questions? <laughs> Who is the well, Scottish man? <laughs> yeah, he, he alluded to it, but how did Desmond get to the island? I would say he alluded a race around the world, but we don't really know at this point. Um, I would say, what is why is the key being why dragged is, along? With that? Oh, the magnet! Like, what's magnetic? Yeah. Uh, why? Yeah. You know, why is Jack's key being drawn towards that wall? Why is Jack's key? Because <laughs> it's very attracted to the wall. <laughs> drawn to the wall. Where's Kate? <clears throat> I know we're going to get an episode, an answer next episode, but we can make ourselves seem smart. <laughs> Uh, I don't think we need that one. But we could say, what is the computer? Because that's yeah. more of an actual, like... Who is um, the woman who questioned the French woman? <laughs> <laughs> what is her name? <laughs> um, yeah, that's all the major Where's ones Kevin? <laughs> Does What's Desmond really Michael? like Mama Cass? Or is that the only <laughs> thing that was available? <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's everything. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, so we're on to our next episode. Well, not right now. You'll have to wait till next week. I mean, we can start right now if you want to, but, uh, we are on to a drift. So if you are waiting desperately to find out what happened to the raft or the raft or whatever you want to say, uh, you're going to get an answer, sort of. Um, uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's, it's a Michael flashback episode. One of only like two, is it? Or, I mean, I know or... we get other, we get others that aren't like, Related to his backstory, if you know what I mean. Pre-Island yeah, Sex. Yeah, well then, yeah, that's the last proper Michael Flash. This is the last pre-Island Sex we'll get of Michael. Um, so everybody's favourite dick, Susan's back. Um, and we also, yeah, as you said, we get to see this whole episode again, but from the perspective of <laughs> old gummy Joe and Kate. Um, so, <laughs> continue. Like, Locke is just the dick of this season. Are you him? Yes. <laughs> 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 um, when you said we're watching a drift next week, I didn't think Michelle Rodriguez was already into the show. I mean, she's pretty good at drifting, isn't she? But um, wow, <laughs> that felt that felt flat. I thought my jokes at the beginning of this episode were bad, uh, and you didn't that's, hear that's this. A good one. Um, I, I'll she stick was to in the a comedy. Car movie. I'll, I'll stick to the comedy and let my jokes fail. Um, you stick to the, the knowledge um, of Lost. 
<laughs> Stick to your roles. Fend <laughs> us the bad joke. This is this is why in the future your daughter comes to me because she's sick of the dad jokes. All right. <laughs> um, but save me, Ben. Yeah, you're my only hope. It's an inter- it's an interesting one because it's kind of universally considered to be one of the worst episodes of Lost, or at least a bottom ten. Um, and I'm never sure what I think about this episode. On one hand, it's definitely nothing special. And I can see the criticisms. But on the other hand, there's something about it that I just kind of like. When you've got a 24-episode season, you kind of need these episodes. And I'll talk more about it next week. But even after re-watching, I've already watched it. I still 100% don't have an opinion on this episode. It's really a weird one for Lost. Um, and I feel like it's one that hasn't held up over time. Like, when you're watching it back in the day, you're like, oh, yeah, any more bits of the hatch I'm down for. But when you're watching it now, you're like, oh, we're watching the premiere again. Um, yeah. So it, it would be interesting to get to, but I don't think I hate it as much as other people, but I just don't know what to make of this one. I was a bit like, yeah, I mean, I kind of had some viewpoints when I was watching it thinking like, hmm, am I right in thinking a certain way in this episode? <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I'm going to be intrigued to talk about it again. It might be one of these ones where sort of mind gets changed. But uh, we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and, and listening and sticking with us here as we obviously continue on with our uh, lost coverage. We're having fun with these, and uh, we hope that you're having uh, fun too. Uh, to our beloved listener, who I've already forgotten your name. I'm just trying to pull your name up here to make me sound smart. <laughs> From Adam you know, Rutherford. <laughs> yeah, Adam, Kevin, uh, <laughs> Dennis. Um, uh, Adam Gray. It wasn't, well, it is an Adam. So, um, thanks, Adam. We hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, I want you to comment on saying this. <laughs> Loving this podcast. By this point. <laughs> He's probably like, oh, God, they're still going on about Boone. Yeah. When we were talking about whatever the case may be as our longest episode, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Oh, I thought Boone was forgotten about. Oh, no, they're still rabbiting on about him. Um, uh, but if you like Adam Gray and like these podcasts, uh, then you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and you can leave some feedback on our iTunes page. Why not go the Adam Gray route? Loving this podcast. (laughs) Um, We appreciate it. Mildly enjoying this podcast. It was okay. Eh, About what you would expect. Um, What you would expect from Ben Waterworth. (laughs) Although the dick moment from Noah really stole this stole this episode. <laughs> um, oh. But we'll be back. Uh thanks for tuning in. My name is Ben and I love this podcast. My name is Noah and you Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.